today we are hearing from uh, somebody who is really, really special to us. Uh, somebody who has already made such a huge impact um, within our youth. Last week I introduced, we're starting a new series that is called Abide. And uh, this whole series is going to be about how we can, as followers of Christ, abide in him which means how can we stay close and connected to Jesus? How can we make our home with him? And so we're going to be talking over the next few weeks about some of the spiritual practices, spiritual habits that we can walk in to accomplish that. And each week we're going to hear from somebody different, and we're going to hear from uh, some different practices that they have walked in and how that has helped them in their journey. And so today we have a, a special treat. So let's show her some love. Layla Thornton, come on up. Hello? Can you guys hear me? Perfect. This is crazy. <laughs> can you hear my voice way more than I, can, I thought I would? Um, good morning, my name is Layla. I am very excited to be up here. Um, I've shared over the last few weeks that I truly feel as if I'm living in an answered prayer, um, in years of answered prayers, um, and today is a step in that direction. Not necessarily praying like, Lord, allow me to speak on Sunday at service, um, but a lot of, Lord, if this is in your will, I believe you've called me to this. Yeah. If this truly is what you've called me to, then I know you're po you'll provide. Um, and then when Dustin presented the opportunity to come up here and share with you guys, it was kind of like a no-brainer. Like, I, I answered very quickly. <laughs> I was like, absolutely, I'll do it. And um, then he followed it up with, well, okay, here are the topics that we already have covered. And I was, I don't get very nervous. And I was nervous as soon as he shared with me because I was like, what is there left to talk about? <laughs> if I got to choose, I'd be talking about prayer and worship. If Layla didn't even ask God, what does he want me to speak on? Those topics were already taken. So I didn't regret my answer, but I was like, oh no, what am I going to do? What do I talk on now? So I went home. Um, I spent time praying the next morning, like, Lord, if this is something you want me to do, what topic do you want me to speak on? What spiritual practice is it that you want me to speak on? And I went into prayer expecting to hear something back like fasting or uh, worship. I'm like, maybe they can do two weeks of worship, or maybe they can have two weeks of prayer. Um, I was expecting to hear a practical like task or like a, a spiritual practice, a, a act that I could do, that I could share on. And instead, it actually goes down in history for me as one of the quickest times I've ever heard from the Lord. I literally said that in the prayer. I prayed, I heard him, and I said, wow, that was fast. Out loud, I said that. Um, because it, I heard from him so quick, he said, you need to know your need for spiritual practice before we dive into spiritual practice. And I was, okay, then I, then I believe that you'll provide me what to say, because I have no idea what our need is. So... Um, that is what I'm going to share with you guys today. I believe it is a word from the God, and I'm from God. I'm excited to share that with you guys, and I hope today you leave with a little bit more of an understanding of a desire, a deeper desire to dive into spiritual practice. To over the next few weeks, as we hear about practical things to do and, and, and tasks to do and practices to, per, to partake in, that that desire could be there to back you up and say, "This is necessary for my walk with the Lord." So that is what we're talking about today. What is spiritual practice and why is it beneficial to our walk with the Lord? So what is spiritual practice? Spiritual practice is the regular or full-time act of meeting with Jesus in order to learn from him and grow closer to him. All right. Amen. Two keywords, regular or full-time. 
It doesn't say um, the spiritual practice is a act of meeting with Jesus every once in a while or that it's uh, you can go to learn from him and grow closer to him when you feel like it. It says regular or full-time act of meeting with Jesus in order to learn from him and grow closer to him. So my first question to you guys, we're diving into the question. My first question that I want you to self-evaluate and think about right now is, are you a believer in Christ or are you a disciple of Christ? A believer, James 2, 19 says, you believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. So a believer in Christ is someone who in scripture is compared to a demon, right? They believe, but the belief that they have in Christ doesn't change their day in, day out life. The belief that they have for him doesn't change the way they live. It doesn't change the thoughts that they have. And this is different than falling into sinning. This is different than just choosing the, I I couldn't read my Bible today, but I'm back on track tomorrow. This is different. This is the act of, I believe, but it doesn't change anything. It's it's more or less saying like, God, I believe in you, but you're not good enough to come into every area of my life. I believe in you on Sundays, but you're not good enough to come in every other day. I never... (laughs) or like read or study the message version of the Bible or the message translation, but I have one at home and I opened it for whatever reason this week. I literally got it for Christmas and I haven't opened it since. And I opened it this week and I texted us and I was like, is this okay to share? Because typically it's a good, I mean, it's a translation, but it, it, it puts it in a different way, which is fine. But I think of it more as like stories. It's not necessarily like context or whatever. So I asked if it was okay, and I love the way that the message version puts it, puts James 2.19 in, um, how it explains it, how it says it, because I think it truly captures the heart of what James 2.19 is trying to say. So you believe that there is one God, good, even demons believe that and shudder. The message version translates to, do I hear you professing to believe in the one and only God, but then observe you complacently sitting back as if you had done something wonderful? That's just great. Demons do that. How crazy, I mean, uh, that belief that's not changing your day in and day out life is actually compared to what the demons are doing. They believed. It didn't change anything. A disciple, Matthew 16, 24 says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily to follow me. Verse 25, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. It's a perfect piece of scripture to put in what it looks like to be a disciple. Two sentences, it explains it perfectly. It lays it out for us. It's pretty simple, right? But it's life-changing. It'll change your day-to-day life. It says, pick up his cross daily and follow me. Not once a week, not on Sundays at service, not on Christmas, not when the the wife or girlfriend or boyfriend says, hey, let's get into this Bible plan. No, it says daily, pick up your cross and follow me. So it will change your day-to-day life. This is crazy, and I want you to catch this, so I'm going to go through it slowly. The word disciple actually means a pupil or follower of any teacher or school. So a a follower of a teacher or school. Has anyone ever heard the term rabbi used for Jesus? (laughs) Rabbi actually means teacher. So the 12 original disciples were ordinary men who followed, right, disciple, follower of any teacher or school, who followed around their teacher to learn from him. They followed around their teacher learning to look and be and act like him. This is what every single one of us in this room is called to do. But in order to do so, we have to take the term follower of Christ literally. We have to actively follow Jesus and make that a part of our day-to-day life. 
John 1.35 through 39 says, I'm going to follow up here. <laughs> the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, or, what do you want? <laughs> they said, Rabbi, which we now know means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So that's a perfect um, example of Jesus saying, come on, follow me, let's go. You want to see, let's go. They looked to their teacher, and guess what? When he said, come on and follow me, they followed. It wasn't this command that they were given, like we are all given. Follow me, be my friend, follow me, spend time with me, spend time asking me questions. I want to be more than just this figure above you that has, you know, all this power. I want to be active in your life. I want to be your friend. He said, follow me, and they did. So today we are going to be talking about our need for spiritual practice, um, but in order to do so, we have to evaluate if we're ready to dive in as a disciple or if we're cool just staying back as a believer. Am I ready to dive in and make this a part of my day-to-day life? Because that's our need for spiritual practice. It has to be day in and day out. But if it's not something we're really willing to dive all, all in, then, then we got to take a step back and evaluate that. Let's pray before we get into the message. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you um, for this day. God, I thank you for the opportunity to come up here and share a message that I believe is from you. Lord, I pray that every word that comes out of my mouth that is not of you would fall on deaf ears. Um, God, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would speak for me. God, I pray that every single person walks out of here knowing you more, um, just has a deeper desire to grow closer to you, Lord, has a desire to abide in you. Um, I pray that that would be your will, and I just pray that it would happen in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, I'm very excited. Um, So... What is spiritual practice, and why is it necessary for our walk? Similar to when you're in a new relationship or friendship, you spend time with that person, right? This past week, I, not even knowing that I was going to bring this point up, I said to my sister, the first few rounds of like a first date are kind of like an interview. <laughs> like, you want to get to know that person. I want to I leave the first date knowing a little bit more about you than I came in knowing. Yeah. Right? When I have a new friend, I'm going to spend time with you. I'm going to pour into that friendship because I want to know you. I want to know the things you like. I want to know the things you don't like. I desire to know their heart and their character, the things they love and the things that they live for. When you're walking with the Lord, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. I desire to know him. I, I, we desire to know what does your heart look like? What are the things that you have called me to? What are the things that you've done? What are the things that you say you're going to continue to do? I want to know that. But in order to do so, I have to implement him into my day in day out life. Yeah. He has to be a part of it in order for me to grow closer to him. Someone asked me this question about a year ago, and it's crazy. They said they were talking about abiding in the Lord and growing closer to him and making that a part of your daily life. And they said, I'd really rather get to heaven and and Jesus say, hey, Layla, rather than him being like, hey, where were you? I want him to know me. I want to know him. So I desire to know the Lord's character. And the more time I spend with him, the more he'll pop up in my day-to-day life. Some popular spiritual practices that you guys are going to hear about over the next few weeks are things like worship and prayer and spending time in scripture. These things are vital for our walk with the Lord. You want to know Jesus, then you've got to do these things. Matthew 6.1 says, Be careful to not do your acts of righteousness before men 
to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your father. Our motivation behind our pursuit has to be pure. If I'm only entering into a time of worship because I happen to like the song playing, or if I'm only opening my Bible once a week before I lead a a sermon or I lead a Bible study, then I'm going to be left empty and it's not going to work out. If I'm only entering into a time of prayer because I need something from the Lord and I'm saying, Lord, can you please tell me with this? It's not going to go well, right? Our motivation behind our, our pursuit has to be pure. It's a matter of a heart check. As soon as I'm going to enter into this, have you ever heard someone say, before you open your Bible, before you ever open it, pray? There has to be a heart check before I enter into this spiritual practice. Just say, Lord, I want to set aside all ungodly desires, and I want to long to know you, to be fed and nourished by the word of God. That's what I want. We see all throughout Scripture the importance of turning to God throughout (laughs) spiritual practice whether it be prayer or worship or spending time in scripture, and I'm going to share a few, and we're going to break those down. Exodus 34, 34 says, But whenever he entered into the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told them what he had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went back in to speak with the Lord. So it says that Moses took off his veil and everyone saw that his face was radiant. He spent time with the Lord. He entered into the Lord's presence in prayer. He was praying to the Lord and he was left looking radiant. There is a physical, a a spiritual, and a mental change that happens when we enter into the Lord's presence. There is something that changes. We didn't even talk about the worship songs that we were going to sing today and we sang something has to break. There is literally something that gives. When you spend time sitting at the feet of Jesus, there is something that shifts. He looked different. He physically looked different. Think about in your guys' life. If you were to spend time with the Lord day in and day out, and you were physically changed, you were left looking radiant, what would it do to your circle of friends? If you were left looking radiant and glowing for Jesus, how would that change your school? How would it change your community? How would it change your workplace? If we saw grown adults looking radiant after spending time with Jesus, what would it do to our, like, communities? It would change. Psalms 130, or Psalms 150, verse 5 says, I praise him with tambourines and dancing, praise him with the strings and flute, praise him with the clash of cymbals, praise him with responding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Everything that has breath, that includes us. As a society, we've kind of changed worship to be this like, oh, I shuffle a playlist in the car, and if I like the song, I sing it. If not, I hit skip. I do it all the time. I'm more of the like slow, intimate worshiper. If it's like a hype song, I'm like, yeah, skip. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> really? Biblical scripture is giving everything you have to the Lord. Biblical scripture is glorifying the Lord. It's exalting to the Most High and giving Him the glory. It's not turning on a worship song and doing church clap. That's great, but it's not always that. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. John 5:39 says, "You diligently study scriptures because you think in them you will find eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me." For so long in my life, I I rooted my relationship in the Lord with an organization or a company or a church building or a youth pastor or whatever it was. I didn't open my Bible for months. I was I I was busy. I don't have time. You hear pastors talk about, like, dust off the Bible. No, literally, dust off the Bible. 
I claimed to know Jesus. I prayed for years, like, Lord, reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I want to know you deep. I want to have a deeper relationship with you. I desire all these spiritual gifts, but you're not going to open scripture? That, that, that doesn't work. It says you diligently study scriptures because you think in them you will find eternal life. That right there in itself in scripture is calling out an impure pursuit. Right? It says stop. You think in them you're going to find eternal life. In them you hear stories about me. I claim to want to know Jesus, but I didn't touch this for months. Lord, teach me your ways. Show me about you. I want to learn. I want to know you, but I wouldn't touch my Bible. The scripture has, we're commanded to be spending time in scripture. It has to be a part of your life. You want to know someone, but you're not going to spend time with them. I want to be in a relationship, but I'm not going to go on a date. That, it doesn't work that way. First Chronicles 16:11 says, "Look to the Lord and seek his or look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always." That is spiritual practice. Yes. That is spiritual practice seeking the Lord's face, sitting at the feet of the Lord or at the feet of Jesus and saying, "I desire to know you. I want to know you. I want to know more about you. Teach me your ways." That is spiritual practice. Sitting there and longing for the heart change, for the physical change, to be left radiant, sitting there and desiring what he has to offer us. Not in a way of, I want to look good physically, I want to have a glow. No, I want to leave knowing more about Jesus. I want to leave looking more like you. John 15 verse 5 says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me, you bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse 8, this is my Father's glory, that you may bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciple. It says that if I remain in you, he will remain in me. If I spend time with you, he will start popping up in my day-to-day life. If I implement you in in, in worship or in prayer, if I say, Lord, I'm going to give you this time, I spend four hours on my phone, I have time to read scripture. If I'm going to sit there and I'm going to start implementing you into my life, you're going to pop up. And it says, then you'll prove showing yourself to be my disciple. Start putting him into your day-to-day life, and you're already one step closer to being a disciple. They followed him around, learning to be like him. That was God's intention when he sent his son here to do life on earth. He gave us access to the Holy Spirit. When the Lord was crucified and hanging on the cross, and he took his last breath, and that veil was torn, it gave us access to the Holy Spirit. So when, when Jesus ascended up and, and we lost the physical connection, he said, I'm not gone. Here it is. If we were created for a religious side of things without the relation side, it would have ended there with him on the cross. It didn't. He sent the Holy Spirit showing us that that relation side is just as important. It's just as important. It's important that we may wholly and blamelessly enter into intimate time with the Lord that we may seek his face and his character and long to learn from him and long to leave looking more like him and less like ourselves. It's important to find that that is important. I want to look like Jesus. I got to spend time with him. I want to teach people about Jesus. You want to go out and be a light, then you got to meet with the light. If I want to go and show people the love, then I got to learn how to love. How do you do that? You spend time with the Lord. It won't, leave you, it won't leave you with anything less than you started. I, I would actually argue how we're talking about 
In James 2.19, it says, you believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. I would actually argue if we're just on that believer line, that's actually more dangerous than not believing at all. If I'm dappling it, if I'm going to put one foot in, one foot out, and eh, maybe that's a little more dangerous because we're saying you're not good enough for every area, whether you think you are or not. You're good on Sunday. You're good on Sunday. You're good at church. Or you're good at, you know, in church, that's perfect. You're good in church, but I can't bring you home. You're good at church on Sundays with my life group, but you're not, I can't bring you to school. You're good when I'm home from college, but then when I go back, eh. That's more dangerous. The Lord is calling us to be a disciple, and in that we will grow closer to him, we'll learn from him, and we'll be left looking radiant. And that's important if we want to have a relationship with the Lord, to spend time with him, to implement that into our daily life. I'm going to pray with you guys. Lord, I just thank you for um, sending your son. Lord, I thank you for sending the Holy Spirit. God, I praise you that it didn't end Um, when you died on that cross for us, I praise you that you sent the Holy Spirit, um, allowing us to have a relationship with you, giving us, giving us that connection with you, Lord. God, I pray that every single person here, that you would just stir in their heart right now, a deeper desire to long for you, God, a desire to, to sit at your feet and add that into our day-to-day life. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to us the areas of our life where we're shutting you out where we're saying we don't have enough time, Lord, show us the things that are taking that time away from you. Lord, I pray that you would just reveal to us a time where we can add you into our life, that you want to be added in. Um, I just thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, man. Just for the record, she is 17 years old. I mean, let alone the speaking ability and how comfortable. She's got her hand in her pocket like, hey, what's up? But the wisdom, the direction, the guidance, unbelievable, unbelievable. I can promise you this, that will not be the last time you hear from her on this stage. I can guarantee you that. But let's lean in. Before we leave today, let's lean in. She just gave us a ton of wisdom on what it is that we're going to be doing over these next few weeks and ultimately what we should carry beyond that. And so I'm asking, pleading, that we would take hold of these things, we would wrap our arms around them and cling to them every day of our lives. Let's continue to abide in him, continue to draw closer and closer to him. And I can't wait to continue to hear about the different ways that we can do that. So if you would stand with me, we're gonna sing a, a final song here and just spend some time in worship. And as we do that, Let's take Layla's advice and not just let this be another song that we just kind of clap to and eh, let's get on to the next thing. But let's lean into this. Let's put our focus on, on, on who deserves that. And let's truly worship him in this place. Heavenly Father, we invite you again into this 
to this place and into each one of our hearts. God, we just wanna spend time with you. We got the whole rest of the day. We got so many other things we're gonna be doing and giving our time and our attention to, but right here, right now, we put our focus on you. We lean into you. Just like John did at that table, just leaning into you, Jesus. That's what we wanna do right now. Just rest in you. Just let go of the anxieties. Just let go of the concerns and the worries. Just rest in the God of peace. In fact, I pray that your peace right now would just cover this place, that would cover our hearts, would cover our minds. We ask for peace. We ask for healing. We ask for restoration. God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right here, right now. May your presence fill this room. In Jesus' name.